0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Over again. Let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding comes in and through your word in Jesus' name. Alright, so Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14, we did identify that Satan or the devil is the one who originates fear. He is the source of fear. Okay? Then in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, what did we say? That we have not been given the spirit of what? Fear. So if it is about giving the spirit of fear, that means it is what? Received. Did we say that on Sunday? Then Psalm 34, verse 4. Don't ever forget this verse. Psalm 34, verse 4. What does it say? Can you put it up? I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. How many fears? All. All my fears. So we say that one person can have several types of fear. Okay? Fear of the future, fear of finances Fear of sickness, not getting healed And all kinds of things And we must allow the Lord to search us for fear Many people live with fear And masquerade it as wisdom So we must allow the Lord We must must make sure That the Lord Is searching our heart Where fear is concerned So David needed to be delivered from all his fear How did we say fear can come? Number one was what? Look at your notes, it's fine Number one was what? Experiences. And under experiences, we have what? Past, present, and what? Future forecast. Huh? Come again. Forecasted future fear. All right. That's good. That's good. All right. And, and we use Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 to 3. When I go through the waters, that the experiences you go through can generate fear in your life. And you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Okay, if you go through uh, a time where, for instance, you d- you grew up in a home where you were not loved, you know, the, the the and it can masquerade himself as not being submissive. You will just feel I don't want people to trample on me and everything. And it's just the fear, like if I submit, people are going to abuse me. Especially if you grow up in a home where your mom was abused or you were abused and everything, you grow up and you you're very defensive, and that can be rooted in fear. Okay, or you grew up in a home where uh, there was a lot of poverty, you can grow up very stingy and you capture your stinginess as frugality. You know, but it is the fear of the fact that I don't want to lose money if I give. You know, so some some of these things are so hidden we don't even know its fear. Praise God. Now, what's the second one we talked about? Look at your note, tell me now. What's the second one? Observations. Observations. So we talked about Luke twenty one, twenty-six, observing things that will come on the earth. Number three was the thought source we talked about. Look at your notes. Information. And under information, we talked about what? Words, media, and what? And the news. Did we talk about that? Yes. Psalm 112, verse 6 to 8. Okay? The Bible says they will have no fear of bad news. So, and then we said fear spreads, and fear is what? Contagious. We talked about Deuteronomy 20, verse 8. Remember? Okay, and Joshua chapter fourteen, verse what? Verse eight. Okay, good. Now, I, I, I was I read something right, very interesting. Uh, we said fear is a spirit and faith is a spirit. Then we talked about Matthew fourteen thirty, Peter, when Peter began to sink, can you put up that scripture? But seeing the wind, he became frightened. Okay, the word frightened is the word fear. And when he began to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So we find out that the power of fear sunk Peter. Even though Peter started walking on water because Jesus called him, when fear got into his life, he began to sink. And we said this, when things happen to people, don't always assume you know the people. So I'll give you an example. If we had watched Peter from the seashore, maybe we're standing and we saw Peter walking on water. Say, man, that man was in faith, right? Like that guy had faith. How many of you think Peter had faith? You don't think so? You don't think Peter had faith? I mean, in the midnight, you see a man that looks like Jesus, and he says, "Come," and then you drop in and start walking. That's not faith, right? That's faith right? Then when you see Peter sinking, would you ever say Peter was afraid? What are you going to say? I don't know why he sank. Maybe the Lord made made him to sink. Fear is invisible, but his results are visible. Fear is invisible, but the results of fear are what? Visible. So Peter was sinking because he was afraid. So fear had the power to drag him down. Okay, now, Job three twenty-five. I said, don't ever forget this. Okay, Job three twenty-five. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. Okay, I'm using the King James, but you can live New American. For what I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. This scripture is very powerful. You see, whatever you are afraid of you end up attracting into your life. That's why, you know, sometimes when things happen to people, they now say, I said it, I said it. What else do you expect? If you said it, you've been afraid of it, you should have it. Didn't the Bible say you should have what you say? And you think it only works in the positive? You think you should have what you say only works in the positive? No, it also works in the negative. It's a law. That's why the the ability to control your words the ability to control your words is a big deal where your life is concerned. The ability to control your words is a big deal where your life is concerned. And and so uh, he says, what I fear has come upon me. And what I dread befalls me. That means fear causes things to happen to people. That's why in, in athletics, in sports, one of the ways that people are trained is, is to make sure, for instance, in, uh, during long jump and all of those things, one of the ways people are trained is to make sure that they overcome the fear of that first before they engage in the activity. Alright? So, imagine uh, somebody who is an Olympic star going for high jump. And then every time he tells the coach, I'm afraid I'll fall. I'm afraid I'll fall. I'm afraid I'll fall. You think the coach will allow him to play or to jump? If you were the coach, what would you do? Would you allow that person to to jump? You will? No, you wouldn't. Why? Because, I mean, if the person comes up and says, I'm afraid I'll fail, I'm afraid I'll fail, that person can as well just fail. So, I don't want us to tolerate fear. Don't tolerate any form of fear in your life. Fear of the future. Fear of men. Fear of circumstances. Fear of things going on in the world. And I found something interesting. I want to read it. I found it somewhere. And I like it. And I want to read it. Very interesting. It's, it might look like the person was joking. But it's very true. It says, fear strikes. Okay? So, listen carefully to this. In the year 2000... There was this whole thing That Y2K is going to destroy everything How many of you remember Y2K bomb? Year 2000 You remember that thing was big We just felt like one day we wake up Our restored will stop working How many of you were, were alive then? Yeah, you, you are quiet like I was the only one That went through 2000 You know some of you, are, you skip from ninety nine to 2001 So how many of you were alive in 2000? Okay, you are alive Okay, praise God Just to know I'm not preaching to spirits in 2001, they said anthrax is going to kill us. Remember anthrax disease? In 2002, they said the West Nile virus is going to kill us all. In 2003, there was this disease called SARS. You Remember? Before you did your answers, This one was the real one. In 2005, they said bed flu was going to kill us. Remember bed flu? In 2006, a disease called E. Coli is going to kill us. In 2008, there was this financial collapse all around the world. 2009, swine flu. How many of you remember swine flu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2012, then they, they came with this mayor calendar that predicted that the world was going to end. In 2013, there was this fear that North Korea was going to cause World War III. In 2014, there was Ebola virus. How many of you remember Ebola virus? Man. <laughs> oh, I mean, I tell you, I was in Port Harcourt. And there was the Ebola virus time. I don't know what he said we should do to protect ourselves. I don't know. But then this guy, what, what, what were we to do then? No, no, no. Those are local. Those, I, I've thought all of you. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about serious people, not WhatsApp medical doctors. You know, people died from just baking salt and taking salt water and all that. Yeah. So that period. So I went to the Baptist salon in Port Alcott and I saw this guy. He had uh, he had uh, he had this. What's it called now? Like raincoat kind of material, tarpaulin. Down from his neck down with <laughs> with hand gloves. He came with his own uh, everything he needed comb, powder. In fact, the man was as if he was traveling and I was you know, there's a way people take things that you will look very unserious You know, I went to the Baby Saloon there, but I mean it was it was, it was it was it was a funny period. Then two thousand and fifteen, you know, there was this ISIS crisis in the Middle East and say, Oh ISIS is going to run the world. In 2016, there was Zika virus. It wasn't so popular, but then there was Zika virus. And then in 2020, uh, then the coronavirus comes up. Okay, The guy writes this, and I like it. He said, the truth is that none none of these things is going to destroy us. Fear is going to kill you. Turn off the TV and wash your hands. I like the way he concludes it. I mean, are we on the plane the effect of these things? Are we saying people haven't passed on because of all of these things? Of course, it's had devastating effect in the world. But the fear is stronger than the effect. And I believe, and I say this, I actually believe that the fear that came before the virus is what killed more people than the virus itself. That's the truth. And we've got the spirit of death hovering everywhere. And I don't think I've ever being in a period where we've seen so much debt as this period because we've just allowed that whole thing to creep into our churches, creep into our lives, creep into the society, creep into everywhere. And, 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 we just, just, and that's where we need to speak against it. We need to take authority against it. We need to do what? We need to use the authority that's in the name of Jesus to walk in victory over this thing. Praise God. Alright, so... God wants us against being afraid Fear is not just an emotion It's not an emotion It's a force that releases Events, occurrences And things into one's life I need you to write that down Fear is not just an emotion It's a spiritual force That releases events Occurrences and things Into one's life It's not just that you are afraid No, It's a force And it will release events It will cause occurrences It will release things into your life What Job It released that into the life of Job It caused Peter to start sinking Praise the name of the Lord Now God wants us against fear Go to Isaiah chapter 8 And verse 11 You know I don't forget Isaiah chapter 8 verse 11 You know the reason why? When I was in a Sunday school class, this was the scripture that was given to me to memorize. And it's been in my brain since then. Okay? For, Paul says the Lord, For thus the Lord spoke to me with a mighty power and instructed me not to walk in the way of these people, saying, You are not to say it's a conspiracy in regard to all that the people call a conspiracy, you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of hosts whom you shall regard as holy. Him shall you fear and he shall you dread. He says, don't be afraid of what these people are afraid of. God wants us against the fear that's out there in the world. God wants us against the fear that's out there in the world. Because when you, when, you, when you get a hold When you get into this world The world is run by fear So much fear out there Fear of the future Fear of I mean, so many things And God wants us He says do not be afraid Go to Isaiah 41 verse 10 Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 And if the Bible says do not be afraid That's a direct command God is not suggesting to you Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. Don't get into anxiety. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How many of you think this is a good promise to meditate on? Hallelujah. I said, how many people think this is a good promise to meditate on? Don't be afraid. Don't anxiously look around you. You know, people are just anxious. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, some people can spend time worrying. And if there's nothing to worry about, they are worried that there's nothing to worry about. Say, why are you worried? Say, my life is just peaceful. <laughs> Praise God. Are you hearing this now? They're just anxious. You know, you know, people can actually get offended that you are not worried. People can get angry that you are peace because sometimes people take joy in feeling that they can you see there are many things in your life you cannot handle the wisdom is to cast them to God and be at peace are you following this now? you know I was to go preach somewhere in another country and then something happened and then they cancelled one of the meetings and then the person reached out to me and you know was trying to tell me oh the meetings have been cancelled and this and this and this I said okay no problem just pray about it and so he was like, uh, "Is that all?" I said, "Yes, that's all." So he said, "Oh, he's so surprised with the maturity with which I took it." And all I'm like, missing has been cancelled. I'm not the one. Am I the one that's cancelled? I mean, missing has been. I mean, there's no big deal about it. Pray about it. And I just said something. I said, "See, I'm called by God. If there's a place I need to be in to preach, God will get me there. If I don't need to be there, I don't have a business being there, and that's fine by me." You see, there are certain things, certain truths you build into your spirit that gives you what? Peace of mind. Are you following this now? If you don't build these foundations into your spirit, when this happens, you'll turn this way. This happens, you'll turn this way. This happens, and in one day, you can be scattered all around. And anxiety will bring fear because this is what happens. You know, you start being anxious. You start thinking, what will happen tomorrow? You know, and you're thinking, you, in your mind, with, in collaboration with the devil, you've created a very bad scene. Oh, as I'm traveling, the tire just burst Say, how? Now, if I enter the accident, what will happen? Say, they will not see my head. Ha! Ah, how will they bury me without my head? And before you know, you've conducted funeral service, you have even appeared before God on the judgment throne, you discover that you didn't pass, they are taking you to hell. I mean, and you, are just, you have not even traveled. And that's why you realize that once you get into anxiety and get into fear, more dangerous suggestions will start coming. Have you observed that? More scenarios, and it will be so real. And what does the enemy want to do? He want to have a foothold in your life from where he can destroy and kill. And that's why we must take authority over fear and anxiety from the one. Praise God. Go to Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3. Are you learning something tonight? Say amen if you are. All right. Psalm 46. Thank you, Lord. And verse 1 to 3. Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. Mm. In fact, some translation says, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foams, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, can you say this? He says, "Listen, God is our refuge. Even though the earth changes, we will not be afraid." This is a strong statement. Hmm? This is a strong statement that even though the earth, even though the waters roar, we will not be afraid. It's just saying, listen. Regardless of what you are going through, God is your refuge and your present help. You don't need to subject to fear. Yeah, there is always something to make us afraid. Climate change, sun is going. This one, moon is. There is always something. Science always knows something that's going wrong. <laughs> I mean, fear is a bad thing. I remember one time, early days when we came in here, had someone and says, I oh, can't stay on this island." He needs to leave, he needs to leave. I said, what's the problem? He said that he has thought about it. as a safety, as somebody who is, is safety conscious. I said, what have you thought about, safety man? He said, if anything happens on this island, maybe plant goes off. There's no way any of us can run to. his water all around. That's why he left. <laughs> you, know, and you know, that's why sometimes you shouldn't have some discussion. You know, when I went back home, I actually thought of it. So I actually thought of it that, okay, that's true. You know, but do you realize that until I had that discussion, it has not crossed my mind that if something happens, we don't have where to run to. I mean, he literally left the island. He, I mean, that's the reason he left. And you can see, I mean, maybe that's what his profession teaches him, but you can see how far people will think. They have imagined that. Boah! Something! Fire! <laughs> say, oh, where can we run to? We all run into water. Say, no, no, prevention is better than cure. Let me relocate before... This and it be less and that's how powerful fear is. Fear will cause you to make decisions you shouldn't make in the natural just because you're afraid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord. Now it's important for us to understand that God is our refuge. That God is our strength, and I like what he, the way He calls God in this place. He says, "A very present help in trouble." You see, God doesn't leave us in trouble. God is with us, and we must recognize that fact. We must recognize that fact. You know, I was counseling someone the other day, and I told them, "I said, listen, if you do right, God is with you. Lean on Him, and when you make mistakes and do wrong, don't run away from Him. He's with you. Lean on Him." In your right and in your wrong. Don't forget that God is an ever present help. Where? In the times of what? Of trouble. That's a good word. Praise the name of the Lord. Go to verse 10 of that verse. Psalm 46, verse 10. It says, Cease striving and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still. What kind of stillness is he talking about here? Stillness from those agitations. From those fear you have on your inside. You see, with God, you can live a life of victory. Hallelujah. With God, you can live a life of victory. You see, don't write down anyone. You know, people always say that. Don't count people out. Don't write down anybody. You don't know what God is going to do in their life. You need to say that to yourself also. Don't count yourself out of the game. Don't count yourself out of the people God can use. Don't count yourself out of the people God can bless. Don't count yourself out. God has a million ways to release help to you. God has a million ways to turn you around. God has a million ways to cause changes in your life and to release His blessing over you. Praise the name of the Lord. Go to Isaiah 43 and verse 1. We're just looking at scriptures where the Lord says, do not fear. And you need to write the scriptures down and take time to go meditate over them. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear. Everyone say, do not fear. Can we say loud and clear? Say, do not fear. fear. Alright, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. What an assurance. What an assurance. It says, do not fear. For I have called you by name. If the Lord says, do not fear, He's giving you a command. Every time fear comes in your heart, tell yourself, the Lord says, I should not fear. Praise God. Hallelujah yes. <laughs> You know fear is very bad You can be running when nobody is pursuing you You just think that somebody's behind you And you start running You realize there is nobody It can happen in our life We can begin to make decisions out of fear Praise God Every fear based decision Is not based on faith Get, get fear out of your life. It's dangerous. Don't entertain it. And I'll show you here now. Practical steps to overcome fear. Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord. That's the number one thing. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, write these three scriptures down. Psalm 34 verse 4, write it down. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So we have to be delivered from our fears. You know sometimes you can be delivered from one fear And you are afraid in another area So that's why I like this scripture Delivered from all my fears Psalm 118 verse 6 The Lord is on my side I will not fear What can man do to me The Lord is on my side I will not fear What can man do to me Psalm 118 verse 6 Psalm 118 verse 6 Praise God The Lord is for me I will not fear What can man do to me I like this scripture a lot Okay because the fear of man Brings a snare Brings a trap So you don't need to be afraid Okay We're not saying don't respect people But you don't need to get into that fear Of of human beings That they can do this and do that And do that and do that and do that No the Lord The earth is the Lord's And his fullness thereof And everyone that dwells in it Praise God Now, write this down. Psalm 56. We sing this. I think we sing this sometimes in church. Psalm 56, verse 3 to 4. Thank you, Lord. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise. In God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? It says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. That means one of the ways to overcome fear is to transfer that fear and trust in God. Trust in God. So what displaces fear in your heart is trust in God. So the key to overcoming fear is trust in God. Don't forget that. The key to overcoming fear is what? Trust in God. Let me explain what trust is. Right? How many of you, when you came into church this evening, you, you pressed the chair and checked it if it can carry your weight? How many of you did that? Nobody, right? When you came in, what did you do? What did you do? You just sat down. You trusted the chair. Right? How many of you, when you were coming, maybe in the car, on the bike, were like, ah, I don't know if we're going to have service today. do. I don't know if we're going to have service. Is trust going to open? How many of you have had those conversations? No? You just knew that if you showed up, what's going to happen? There'll be service. Am I right? Why? Because we've announced on Sunday that there will be what? Service. That's trust. Okay? What does trust mean? Trust means that your whole confidence is on that particular thing without it being what? Tested. You're not testing To see if that thing can carry you. You're not testing if God will come through for you. If you're still having doubts where things are concerned, you haven't fully trusted yet. You are not yet fully persuaded. And that takes some time. That takes some discipline. Praise God. If I told you, if I told you that um, I want you to come to church on Saturday, we're going to have Hands of love food distribution. If I told you something like that, you know, this is, a, this is an example, right? It's an example. So, how many people are going to show up? People will show up. You will even tell your neighbors, show up. Why? Because you know that's something we do. Praise God. Now, if I said, well, I want everybody to come to, on Sunday, I will give out $1 million each. <laughs> that money has power. Somebody are smiling in advance This is also an example But do you realize that Yeah You, you, you are going to be double minded Right? Why would you be double minded? <laughs> Why would you be double minded? Because of the amount Now you guys don't have faith right? You don't think I have a million dollars To give to everybody But, but, but see it, You see now that Now listen carefully you see that in the area of rice and beans You, you trust me Right? Now, now in the area of one million dollars you, you can't say that you don't trust me But you just know that mm, Things are not as they appear Right? Now now this, this is why I give that example You know why I give that example There are areas in your life where you trust God And there are areas in your life where you don't trust God now those areas in your life where you don't trust God you have not studied in the ability of God in those areas so it's very practical some of you are not afraid of your future you trust God some of you are afraid of bad marriage you don't trust God to bring the right person your way so you act out of fear some of you don't have issues with marriage is children. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people don't have issue with finance. Some say they don't have issue. They just say, God, just give us money. We'll select the woman ourselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? So people have areas in their lives. And this is important. Any area you identify that you are still operating in fear, your trust is low. Are you following this? Did you get that example? I'll tell you you something, right? When it comes to living in divine health, it's something that I've meditated and and trained myself over the years. I I hardly get sick. Hardly. If I get sick, I know how to get healed. It's easy for me. It's not a big deal. It's easy for me. Now, there are other areas of my life and ministry where, where I need to exercise more trust in God. Where I need to believe God more. So, we all have areas in our life. And so, the key to overcoming fear, number one, is to understand, well, not number one yet, but this is just introduction to number one. Trust in God, alright? This is the conscious act of relinquishing everything and it comes as a result of faith in God. So, there are areas of your life where you trust God. Now, there are areas where you're struggling to trust God. It might be overcoming a habit, it might be overcoming a sin, it might be where finances are concerned, where provisions are concerned. You need to be deliberate about it. So, right number one, Identify the dominant fear that's controlling you. What's that dominant fear that you have? So these are practical steps now to overcoming fear. Number one, identify the dominant fear. What is that dominant fear controlling you? What's that dominant fear? Okay, so ah, I'm afraid I won't get a hold of this. I'm afraid I'll get you know won't get a good marriage. I'm afraid I, you know I might be stuck. You know, just identify it, and this is very practical. Okay, If you cannot, pray about it and say, Holy Spirit, search me. What are the fears that I have? Bring them up. Pray a very simple and practical prayer. Then, number two, identify the source. How did this fear come, if you can? Is it by experience? Is it by news? Is it by observation? Is it by, um, how do I put it? By experience, news, information, or observation So I give a very practical example Okay Like I said before I, I have, uh, well not I have I used to have the fear of flying Okay, fear of heights So over time because I travel I have to fly planes and the rest You know by the word of God I overcome it Okay uh, But I realize this right Even though, I mean I, I, I don't get scared with flying But even though I don't get scared flying I realized that a few times that I've watched probably films that had to do with crashes or stuff like that, when I get on the plane, and you know there's a bit of turbulence and everything, those whole things come into my mind. You know? So I have to consciously just speak the word of God and everything. So I just told myself, right? If there's a news about something like this, I don't investigate. If there's a movie, if I'm watching a movie with you, and that's about to happen in the film, I know it's acted. I walk away. Uh, if it's... Um, if, if I'm watching all of these, um, you know, maybe a few minutes before the crash, you know, all of those documentaries and all of those things, you know what happens? I don't watch. You know why? Because I have identified that as what? As a source of fear. Are, are you following what I'm saying? So, you, you need to work this process. Maybe for you, it is the experiences or the conversations you're having with people that keeps bringing that fear. What do you do? You cut it off You cut it off So you realize that Okay, every time I'm having this No, you cut it off You just make sure On this issue, I don't engage you And every time that engagement is coming You speak the word of God Praise the name of the Lord Now number three Find scriptures that deal with that exact fear And this is where a lot of people don't get into it Now There's an area you might have a bit of issues with. You're struggling with fear. What scriptures deal with that? What scriptures? If for instance it is marriage. Get marital scriptures and meditate on them. For instance it's your children being raised. Get scriptures. And speak those scriptures. Now this is where the work is. You have to meditate on those scriptures until it changes the picture of fear that you have. And that is where people don't want the work. So, for instance... Number, number three will be find scriptures that deal with that exact fear. So number one, identify the dominant fear controlling you. Number two, identify the source if you can. Is it a bad experience you have? Is it then, for instance, if it's a bad experience, you need to let go of that hurt. You need to forgive the people responsible for that experience and then start embracing the word of God to change that. Because I tell you this, if you don't do that work, you would have the results of your fear. Are you following what I'm saying now? Come on, are you here? Let let me use an example. Let me say, for instance, you're a pastor that... uh, Let's say you were raising people and then they broke away from the church in a very bad manner, right? They just broke away and, you know, scattered the church. Then you start ministering out of that fear. You start doing ministry out of that fear. You know what's going to happen? You're going to put a lot of laws... You're not going to trust people. You're not going to train people. What will happen? By the time you pass on, your ministry will not get to the next phase. Why? Because you've allowed that fear to control you in such a way that even good people that are with you, you are not able to train them and to release them into ministry. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, for every one of us, there are areas would have had experiences that are affecting the things we're doing today. That if we don't deal with them, we will not be able to walk into the fullness of the purposes of God for our life. Praise God. You know, let's take another example, a a common example. Let's say someone invested money and lost money, right? You invested money before. Maybe into a ponzi, Ponzi scheme and all of these things and then you lost money, right? You know that that person will be afraid to invest again. But you know that your fear of not investing again stops you also from reaping the benefits of investment. You, you understand? So that, that experience creates a fear that impacts on your decision. You act on that decision. That decision also has consequences in your financial life. So it's, 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 it's the way it works any area you entertain fear, you start acting out of that fear, and as you act out of that fear, it attracts occurrences and events into your life based on that word, on that decision. Let's say, for instance, somebody grew up in a home where uh, the the father or the mother, you know, maybe you grew up in a home where the mother had a lot of... uh, Dominion over the man. I mean, it, let me use the other because we always have example of these ones. So let me use another example. Okay, so you had a place where the mother was the one controlling the house, doing everything. If the mother doesn't say, it won't fly, you know, and everything. And a young man grows up in that kind of environment. Then that young man tells himself, "I will not marry. I will not have this kind of marriage in my home. I will be in charge." Okay, so he gets married, right? And he didn't know and doesn't deal with that fear. Now, what happens is that. You realize that this woman just wants to make a little suggestion. I say, no, 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 no. It's okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Now, in his mind, he doesn't know that that reaction is out of what? The fear of that experience, right? Now, that woman starts feeling like, why? This is not what I signed for. Now listen, this is not what I signed for. And that woman starts behaving in a way that, listen, you are not going to control me. Then he tells himself, I said it. All women are like this. Now, is he right? No, he's not. What is causing him to have that same experience of what he's afraid of? Fear. Because the fear caused him to act in a way that made this other person to adjust to his expectation and to start reacting to his fear. And if that is not dealt with, he doesn't have a good marriage and he says, I said it. Marriage is a scam. It's not. You made it one. Are you following this now? So it can be in any area of our life. Financially. If people don't learn to trust God, they cannot give. You know, most times in church we talk to people, give, 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 give. People are afraid. Once they hold that money, want to send this money to church, say, hi! It's going again. <laughs> you don't see it like I'm giving to the kingdom. God is going to bless me. They don't see it as participating in the kingdom. The rationale is, you know, we're giving to a man and he's going to use it the way he wants and nothing is coming. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, people are controlled by that fear and it affects their decision where finances is concerned. And then, they don't walk in the blessings of God where giving and receiving is concerned. Are you following this now? Alright. So, number four. Meditate on those scriptures. Meditate on those scriptures. So you find a scripture that deals with that exact fear. For instance, where our children is concerned, a scripture is the book of Isaiah. Great is the peace of your children because they are taught of the Lord. That's our foundational scripture for both of our kids. Okay? So we speak that all the time. See, meditate on those scriptures. Read them out aloud. Read them out aloud. Let your outer ear hear these scriptures. Hmm? Read them out aloud, and anytime the thought comes where that fear is concerned, speak those scriptures back. So, take one scripture concerning that area. Okay? Take one scripture concerning that area. If it's financially, take a scripture. If it's the fear of your future, take a scripture. If it's the fear of your children, take a scripture. Even if it's the fear of traveling, look for a scripture of protection. One, two scriptures. Meditate on it. This is not a one time thing, okay? Don't now, as you go home, just carry scriptures. You yeah, have meditated. Fear is gone. You'll be surprised. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, you, you have to walk this process. Okay? You have to walk this process. You have to walk this process. So, you, you read the scriptures aloud. You speak. The word meditate, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, uh, you know, is it's the word Hagar. It means to mutter, to talk to oneself. So you think about the scriptures. If my children are taught of the Lord, how will their peace be? If 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 it's like the, my children are the personal teach um sorry it's like the Lord is the home lesson teacher of my children. You know, you think about it, you meditate it, you speak it. Remember this is walking a process in your life. You declare it. You have those scriptures inside of you until they replace that image of fear in your heart. And one thing you realize, after a while, that fear dissipates. It's replaced. It has to be replaced. You have to replace that fear with faith. And it will take time to meditate on the scriptures. That's why spending time with God in your quiet time, things go out of your life you are not even aware of. If you just spend time with God, just meditate scripture, pray the scripture, meditate the scripture. Things just go out of your life. You just realize, oh, I used to be afraid of this. Oh, I used to walk in this. Oh, you know, this just go out. And what will happen? God will begin to give you wisdom. God will begin to speak to you. God will begin to bring things your way. Books, teachings, things, materials, to just help you where that is concerned. Praise God. Are you still here? Then Number five, meditate on the love of God. Meditate on the love of God First John 4 18 says Perfect love casts out all fear You see you need to think On the love that God has for you Med- Spend time meditating You see God loves me Too much To ama- allow my life go this way the lo- You know take time And feed on the love of God for yourself You see Christians Can walk in victory if we take time To meditate on the word I'm telling you. Christians can walk in victory if we take time to meditate on the word. 1 John 4, 18. Very interesting passage of scripture. It says, By this, love is perfected with us. Okay? So that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment and punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. He said, when you are not perfected in the love of God, fear will rule your heart. Praise God. So you go ahead and meditate on the love of God. God loves me. That's why he called me. God loves me. Go to put up verse 18. God loves me. That's why He gave me this purpose. God loves me too much to allow this to happen in my life. And you begin to meditate on the love of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 18. 31, 8, sorry. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You you are conscious of the ever-present help of God. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you, nor forsake you. Do not fear. God is with you. Hallelujah. You see, we should be conscious that God lives in us. And that's why as children of God, let's not just... Let me tell you, right? Let me tell you. Don't get too busy for your spiritual life. We are are too busy. Even as pastors sometimes, we are too busy. Spend time with the Lord. He would give you victory answers. Christianity is not just designed that when you come to church, it will just give you one bottle, give you one handkerchief. The problem is solved. No, don't bring Babalao mindset into this thing. You have to work this thing. Every one of us seated here tonight, we have our unique fears. We have our unique destiny. We have our unique purpose with God. Praise the name of the Lord. As you fellowship with the Lord, as you spend time in the Word, the Lord will begin to direct you personally. will begin to tell you what to do. There are certain times God will give you instructions on how to overcome certain things. Sometimes certain scriptures will make meaning to you. Sometimes the Lord will tell you, pray this scripture. Spend time on this scripture. Meditate on this scripture. Praise God. You know, you know, start, you know I, I, I usually start praying for next year very early So I was just singing the Lord about next year And some of the things we should pray about as a ministry and everything And then the Lord said, no, don't change the scripture I gave you this year Keep praying that, keep praying that, keep praying it And, and, and you know, showed me a second aspect of that scripture, Acts 16 and On how people can respond to the ministry And God will begin to give you specific words God will begin to give you specific instructions on how to overcome that fear. So let's go over it again, and then we can can wrap up. What's what's the number one way to, to overcome? What are some of the steps? Number one, identify the dominant fear controlling you. All right? Are we good on that? What's number two? Identify what? The source. And be honest about it. Okay, What's the source Is the experience, is the news, is the information Some of you need to leave social media for a while Just detox yourself So that you are not seeing news Because your news feed is filled with violence And, and uh, what do you call it now You know, all kinds of stuff Alright So you need to be careful about that So that that's not feeding the way you think And feeding how you see life Feeding your perspective Okay Number three find scriptures that deal with that what? exact fear you have to find scriptures that deal with that So you have to find scriptures that deal with that alright? then number 4 meditate on those scriptures what's one of the things you should do with those scriptures? read them aloud that's very important read them aloud cultivate a lifestyle that people around you, maybe in your house and everything, they are used to you reading scriptures aloud, they are used to you speaking words aloud don't leave. don't train you, Train if you, are, if you are in your house, you know, let people be used to you confessing the word, let them not find it rare, when you just say you are confessing you say, ah, is there any problem no, no, no I hear what I'm saying be used to walking around and saying I walk in victory, the healing power of God is at work in my life, I, I'm blessed of God that it be normal praise God and, and I'll tell you this it takes work right Yeah, it takes work nothing worthwhile can be achieved if you're lazy about it I'll tell you anything in your life you decide tonight I want to have the victory over where this is concerned and you take these steps I've shown you you will have the victory praise the name of the Lord yeah, you will have the victory. Okay? I, I usually have a scripture every week that I'm meditating on. I usually have a scripture every week. I write out a scripture. And throughout that week, I'm thinking of that scripture. As I'm speaking it. I'm saying it. What am I doing? I'm just putting seeds in, in my heart that God can walk with. I try to meditate. Outside of my regular reading, one scripture. I'm always thinking of something. I'm always meditating on something. Reading it aloud, speaking it. Sometimes I write it, put it close where I can see it. We don't just write confessions and do it once in a while and walk away from it. We keep it before our eyes. Praise the name of the Lord. Then what's the next thing? The, but then I said in number four that any time the thought comes where, where that fear is concerned, what should you do? You speak those scriptures back to it. Don't think it. Speak it. All right. Once the thought comes, answer it with words Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, the way to kill a thought Is to speak words Let me give you an example I want you to count 1 to 10 in your mind Let's do it in your mind, right? Count 1 to 10, so let's start, alright? Now say your name loud Say your name loud Now what happens while you're counting? You stop That means thoughts and words cannot work at the same time Are you here? You're closed already Okay (laughs) I see some of you have closed your notes (laughs) Okay So thoughts and words Don't go hand in hand right If words are coming thoughts will stop So what's the way to stop thoughts Words So if you are having fear thoughts in your mind Don't think you will think it out Speak words So that fear is coming Say scriptures that you found that Where that is concerned Anytime it comes Maybe I'm thinking of my son. He does something. I'm thinking, ah, I hope this boy. Right. No. Great is his peace because he shall be taught of the Lord. What happens? That thought stops. It comes again. Great is his peace because he shall be taught of the Lord. I mean, if it comes one million times, I'll say it one million times. Praise God. Are you hearing this? You don't just entertain thoughts or you don't voice that fear thought. That's not the one you now voice. Say, hi, hey, I hope this boy will not embarrass me. No, what you have done is that you are giving voice to that fear thought. So instead of giving voice to that fear thought, what do you give voice to? The scripture that overcomes that thought. Praise God. Then number, do you realize this? I'll say this very quickly. Do you realize this? Do you realize every time Jesus was tempted by Satan, he said scriptures? Huh? Hey, come on church, are you here? Do you realize every time Satan told Jesus this, what happened? Jesus said scriptures. Do you realize that when Satan tempted Eve, Eve did not say anything? He didn't go to anything. Hmm? Then God said, eh? and I said, "ah." is that what he really said? He knows that if you do this, eh? <laughs> I said it. And then, that's where we are here today. But Jesus didn't keep quiet. Satan said this. Jesus quoted a scripture. Satan said it, Jesus quoted the scripture. Four times. Jesus did not just cast out Satan. He gave him words. That's to tell us how to overcome. Listen, any time you are in trial, any time you are in temptation, if you can open your mouth and speak scriptures, that thought will leave. You know the challenge? We keep quiet and meditate on the thought. And if you are meditating on that thought, what happens? It enlarges it. Until it overpowers you. Are you hearing this now? Then, number five, what's number five? Meditate on the love of God because perfect love would walk, cast out fear. So, we said 1 John 4 18 and Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Lord, I pray for everyone here tonight that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as they put into practice these truths from your word of God, I pray by the spirit of grace they are enabled to walk away from every form of fear in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray for you today that if there's any fear that is holding you in hostage and holding your life in bondage in the name of Jesus, by the spirit of grace, you are delivered from that fear. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All let's let's get our offerings ready. Let's get our seat ready. Praise God.